in verse 15, it says, beware of false prophets. Wait, what false prophets? Am I not supposed to have a discerning spirit, a judging spirit, an understanding spirit? Watch this, a connection to the spirit so that I can discern and understand and judge right? Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast. Do you want a healthier spiritual diet? We're stocking the storehouse with spiritual nutrition, marinating on the word of God, and leading you to the meals that truly fuel a soldier of the Lord. And this is season nine, Obey. It's an acronym that stands for Obey Him Before Anyone Else. This season, let's look at how obedience and a lack thereof impacts our relationship with Him and with everyone else. Join us and friends from over 70 countries as we feast on Jesus, not junk food. You can even be a friend who keeps the show going. Become a partner at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast for just $5 a month. And now let's dig into this meal. Hey, what's up? Hello, hello. Man, it is great to be back. Yes, welcome to the pantry, y'all. Yes, where we serve up spiritual nutrition. nutrition. Jesus, not junk food. Well, I'll tell you what, we need that. I need that. Yeah. You need that? I really do. I definitely need that. I have discerned that I really need that. It's kind of cool that we've really put a lot of effort lately into, um, watch, not just cleaning out our hearts, but actually cleaning out of our, our cupboards. Yeah. Um, man, I started looking at things, the back of things, man, I'm starting to read like the products, what's in, in certain things. I cannot believe what is in a simple bread product, y'all. It is amazingly horrible. And so I actually, man, I, I started making my own bread. I started making my own tortillas. Yes. Man, the other day I went through the whole, we're, we're having a hamburger cookout with some friends and I'm like, man, I need hamburger buns. And I went through like 900 packages of hamburger buns until <laughs> I got to this one. There's a lot of choices that are still Right, right. And, and, and then I finally found like, one. Oh no. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of where we're at. Shout out to Bakerly. Yeah, that's, right. That's, uh, they have some amazing brioche burgers if you want to splurge. <laughs> that's the other thing. It, oh, it can yeah, cost more to have less ingredients. But you know, it's kind of like, ooh, wait, uh-oh, I saw the mind thinking. Sometimes. But I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let y'all oh, yeah, marinate let, on let, that. let y'all marinate on it costs more sometimes. Anyways, <laughs> hey, so today, we, we, you know, last week we talked about um, quenching the spirit. Yeah. So if you, it, look, honestly, honestly, if you're just jumping in on this one, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend going back first yeah. and listening to quenching the spirit because yeah. that really is the lead into this. Because what we're going to talk about today is very controversial. Uh, especially in the communities online and social media and all of these things. The minute you you bring out anything that has to do with this word, it, it just a firestorm erupts. And what I've noticed and, and through like throwing out tidbits and questions and this stuff, because, you know, we, that's what we do. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we try to feel what's going on. Every time I bring up judgment, mm-hmm. it falls into a personal emotional response. Which is a perfect tie-in to last week because that's what we were talking about, about our emotions tend to lead us into sin more than anything else. You can trace back why you did it to how you feel. And um, that's kind of where this conversation goes about judgment. It goes to feelings. Yeah, and, and, and really, it's hard. Yeah. So, so to be able to righteously judge... Mm-hmm. Your heart has to be aligned. And we talked about that. You quench the spirit. You're not attached to the Holy Spirit because of whatever is going on. Sin, mm-hmm. right? The plank in your own eye. We're getting to this yeah, verse, yeah. right? Uh, and so what is the response to this? And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to really dig into to Matthew uh, 7 mm-hmm. because I think that is the one that gets quoted the most. That's the one that gets brought up the most. And, and, the, and a lot of people quote the very first verse and stop. 
But see, that is not what we've been told to do in the Bible. The Bible has told us to take the whole Bible and bring it together. Now, in our season of obedience, we have to understand that there are things that we have been called to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those things is righteous judgment. I think that we've taken a backseat on this. I think that Christians out of fear not, and, and, and I'm not going to say all Christians, but a lot no, of Christians have yeah. really taken a backseat on this. And there's a couple different reasons that I think of this as being, well, you know, one fear. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That that's a good one. Another one is not feeling righteous enough, mm-hmm. like self-evaluation, self, yeah. like I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm bad. I'm, I'm, I'm not good. How can I tell someone something else? Um, and so that puts us into this, this idea of like heart, um, you know, Psalms 5110, create me a clean heart, oh God. You know, we need to be connected before we even approach this. So let's just read a little bit. Can I, can I read a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get into some verse. Uh, because also Proverbs 423 says, keep your heart with all vigilance and from it flow the springs of life. So Matthew 7 starts out, says, judge not that you not be judged. That is the one verse that I am, I, 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 I'm going to say this lovingly, I'm tired of that being thrown at me. Mm-hmm. When I ask a question about judgment, because uh, we have to discern, we have to move forward for what, you know, in the verse two says, for what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Makes sense. Right. It makes sense. It makes sense that when we're doing these things, we have to be in a position of God. And when I say that, I'm not God, but I'm in communication. I'm listening. Alignment. Alignment. Okay, that's a good, yeah. that's a good word. Yeah. I like that. I like alignment. Yeah. And so we have to be aligned with God because a, ju- a self-judgment, a self-righteous judgment is a wrong judgment. Yeah. Uh, a judgment that beats people down is a wrong judgment. Yeah. The judgment that we put out there is because God has ordained us to make these decisions and these, these discernments so that we can move forward in society, not just to beat, like I said, beat people up, but to be beneficial to the community. Right. And I think that's really important. Yeah, you know, the idea that helps me kind of wrap my head around what this is supposed to be, it comes back to the thing we talked about last week, the regulation and the relationship. Because if you try to be a judge from a regulatory standpoint, Mm then you can be very easily self-righteous, pharisaical, is that how you say it? But you know you can be all about judging others rather than focusing on yourself as well. And you end up making additional regulations. You start actually being a judge that's bringing down decrees, which is more like what a king does than a right, judge. Right. But what helps me is when I think about who is the ultimate judge that has already, and lawmaker, mm. and king, who has already determined what is righteous, what is unrighteous, what is good, what is evil. I am just a messenger mm. of that. I am called not to add, but to use what has already been judged to inform my own opinions, my own decisions, and my own day-to-day judgments. And when I go out, the judging idea of coming up with a sentence for others Mm -hmm. is not the type of courtroom situation we find ourselves in. We find ourselves in the day-to-day decision-making, discernment process. All these words, when you look up their definition, the word judgment is in there for a reason. You're making a call for your own life 
on what does this mean? Should I engage in a relationship? Should I move forward? Should I make an invitation? What have you? And a lot comes with that. And it's more than just Matthew 7, 1. And, I, and what's funny is that's the verse we hear before we're saved. Right. That's one of those verses that floats around on earth that you don't have to be a Christian to have heard. Right, right, right. And it's funny that even believers will cling to that one and not really sit in the study of this and realize, okay, I'm already doing day-to-day judgments, but can I do them in a godly way and wield them to bear additional fruit? Because that's how you can discern if someone needs the word of God and if, and how to love a person by de- mm-hmm. determining what is righteous and unrighteous that's going on in the situation. Yeah, I, I, I like that because it, it shows that we are humbling ourselves. Yeah. Like, like I'm definitely, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said this, but like I could sit here and just be silent and never mm-hmm. preach the word of God. Right. Because I could sit there and, and judge myself as a hypocrite mm-hmm. because I fail. Right. I fell. I don't know how many, you know, we fell and, and, and we all fall short of the glory of God. And, 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 and it even goes into that within this idea of humility. It's like, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own? Oh, search me, God. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. In other words, I am allowing yes. God to come in and reign in my life. Yes. And it's, and it's amazing. <laughs> Children monitor just a little loud. But, uh, <laughs> but, and, and I'm allowing him to do works because it continues on, right? It says, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. And again, people will stop there or they'll actually stop here. No, verse five, you hypocrite. Okay. Absolutely. Watch this. I will never sit there and say that does not apply because watch this first remove Mm -hmm. the plank from your own eye and then you will clearly see to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Yes. That is a helpful statement. That whole thing together. That whole thing. Compartmentalize. Listen to this. It's my three R's. And, I've, and I, man, I don't know how many times I've thrown this out here, but recognize, repent, and recover. Look, recognize what you're doing in your own life. Yeah. We have to be available to let God sift us too. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to allow God to correct us too. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We have been called. We have been ordained. We have been brought into a position of where we have to make these calls. Yeah. That's what God has told us to do Yeah, right there. It says, so you can clearly remove the speck from your brother's eyes. First John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm recognizing, mm-hmm. Hey Lord, here I am. I want to change that. Yeah. And we move forward. We're being cleansed com- continuously. If we're being, and I understand the dilemma. I understand the, the, the idea. Oh, but you know, we can't, judge, because we've done it wrong. Yeah. We have not judged in the right way. Right. We do it in a self-serving manner. Yeah. Instead of a kingdom serving manner. Mm-hmm. I want someone to come and tell me I'm doing it wrong. I want that sift. I want that correction. We should want that as believers in Christ. Yeah, you know, I think about it because we're starting a garden, y'all, and you'll probably, I'll start adding it to the Instagram story so y'all can see what we're attempting. But, you know, as I started doing this, we have some amazing neighbors and um, they have a background in gardening themselves. They've been growing stuff. One of them's, their parents has a farm. So they know a lot. And so she came over and she looked at 
what I was doing. And she just gave me tips and I could have taken it like, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, I've read on Pinterest. Yeah, uh uh-huh, I know, thanks, uh uh-huh, yeah. But I was very eager Mm. to learn. Now, does she have her life together? No, just like I don't. Does she have parts of her life that are more together than mine? Of course. Do I have parts of my life together Mm. more than her? I'm sure. We don't know every all of our business, but I was not mm. trying to raise myself up, raise her up too high, put her down low so I feel high. I wasn't doing that's the unrighteous reasons for judgment that stem right. from the pride and our old heart. But like we talked about last week, the new heart. With a new heart, you have this humility where you know you can learn from everyone. And she, I know she has a background in this. And I was right. learning like, okay, she <laughs> knows when to pick these radishes. She know, she was giving me encouragement, but she was also judging my work. Not with pride in her heart, but out of a genuine desire mm, to like help that. me grow. Right. And me, on the other hand, I was not turning away these judgments and saying, well, you know, I could judge your yard too, blah, blah. No, like I wasn't doing, I, that didn't even cross my mind. What was crossing my mind is, tell me more. What else am I doing wrong? What else mm. am I doing right? Because see, here's the thing about judgment. We can think about it in negative terms, but when we're in a contest, we hope to be judged the winner. Right. And right. so judgment is critique. Judgment is encouragement of what is deemed righteous and discouragement and correction of what is deemed unrighteous. And so mm, it's like good it. to see this as not just you're going to encounter from believers and unbelievers. You're going right. to encounter unrighteous, cruel judgment that's coming out of the wrong places. And you may still be able to glean from that when you have a humble heart, mm. because you might recognize that the reason it stings is because there is a little grain of truth in there and you can go to the Lord with that and ignore the rest. But especially when we're amongst believers, let that sensitivity slide and and let the eagerness to grow and improve overpower that space Mm. because that's really what this is about. This is not about judging so that we can be the Pharisee. That type is wrong. (laughs) That's why there's there's verses condemning their behavior but not judgment overall. And so that's where it's important to sit in the word. You can even Google verses on judgment and really don't just read those verses, but go to each one, maybe one a week, one a day, and then read the context around the verse. Like, go find that verse in the Bible. Read around mm, it. Because right. we're not going to be able to cover all the verses. You've done no, an amazing no. job sitting here with what you're going to present. Right. And it's still it's going still to, <laughs> it's still not going to be all right. of what the Bible talks about. Because this right. is so important, so y'all. Deep. And it's going to help you and it's going to bless others. Right. Absolutely. I like that analogy. Yeah, like I mean, we do it all the time. Miss Monica, oh my gosh, she's yes. like, she's like, she's shout raised, out. shout out, she's raised seven kids, y'all, mm-hmm. and like when she tells me something, I listen. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and I, and sometimes you know the the inner me is like, eh, and then it's like, wait, but well, let's let's just digest that for a minute. Yeah, digest it, digest yeah. it. Like don't just jump back, snap back, react. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, judge verse one, Matthew seven one doesn't mean that this. You know, it's like. How would I say this? Um, That restriction does not mean that a disciple Mm -hmm. doesn't judge or never judges. Mm -hmm. That's not what it means. Um, We have all kinds of judgments that are required. Mm -hmm. Look, in order to obey the commands, (laughs) if you love me, you will obey my commands. Mm -hmm. So I take the whole Bible as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then when we go, we keep going this verse six, the point of this verse is that a Christian should not have a spirit of carping criticism or fault finding. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse six says, do not grieve, give what a holy, oh, hold on, let me restart that. <laughs> verse six says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Wait, what dogs? How do you know? How do I know? <laughs> Nor cast your pearls before swine. Wait, what's wine? How do I know? And how do I know? <laughs> I mean, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. These are warnings. Now, remember, this is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount, like I said, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if I said that, but I, it, it is. Yeah. This is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. This is Jesus giving life words. This is Jesus who is giving words to people who have been under the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's really bringing in the heart of things. That's what Jesus brought into his ministry, the heart of things. Yeah. Okay, you can murder with your tongue. What? Huh? That's not a knife. Oh, but you can. So back to the heart, right? But there's another portion of it. Here, watch this one. In verse 15, it says, beware of false prophets. Wait, what false prophets? Am I not supposed to have a discerning spirit, a judging spirit, an understanding spirit? Watch this. A connection to the spirit so that I can discern and understand and judge right? Just Lee. Watch, I threw that in last. Right? Just Lee. <laughs> uh, and watch this. Jesus even goes on. You will know them by their fruits. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. How many times have, have we heard that one? Right. Don't judge a person by their fruits. Well, how will I know the, the false prophets? Because I'll know them by their fruits. Um, you could sit there and say, well, it stops at false prophets. <laughs> it stops. But I mean, it's like, okay, no, I see. Look, I'm in men's ministry, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm in other ministries. And when you see a brother or a sister falling short, right? It's always cool to gently encourage them back. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's like, that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. The reason for the body of Christ is accountability. Right. If, if we've completely erased accountability and, and again, it goes back to how you say it, the way you present it. It's not a judgment like, mm, yeah, look at you. No, it's like, I love you. Yeah. I love you. And, and I'm seeing how this is tearing you apart. And I want to I want to present you with God's word so that he can come in. He can come in and do a big correction. Yeah, I am simply bringing it to attention. If it's blinding you that we're getting into season, our next season is cool yeah. because because it's going, go and go and tell. Yes. And it's all about missionary work. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's an amazing thing. How how cross international missions. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll tell you what my people in Kenya can definitely see the demons that we we sometimes don't see and i can definitely see the demons that they don't see and know what's cool about the relationship there is we share with one another Mm -hmm. and we shine light onto the darkness Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh right snap now it's in the light now now we can work on it with christ now we can be a brother or sister that's supportive and we got to understand that. Look, watch this. First Corinthians 2, 15 through 16 says, but he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Again, back to being connected to the Holy Spirit. Powerful. Powerful. What do you think? Well, I think the other thing that's important about that verse, because I always, yeah, I'm, I, I have yeah, not a dual mind in the bad way, but I do like, I see it from all these vantage points. And that verse that you just read, it even says, that's one of those verses that people trip up on because mm, on. it says in it, I'm a lean over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, says, you're good, you're good. 
as someone who's spiritual mm. judges all things, but he is rightly judged by no one. And so people sit there and say, okay, well I'm spiritual. So I'm rightly judged by no one right. or that person's spiritual. So they're rightly judged by no one. And honestly, when I hear this verse, when I read this section in addition, because in first Corinthians five, it goes deeper. I think of two things. I think one, none of us are fully spiritual across the board, like in the sense of Christ who has gotten it all right. But when you are walking in Christ, when you're walking in alignment with him in those areas of your life, you're above reproach. But because we are not perfect, we like, therefore we're not fully always walking submitted to the spirit in every action. Right. I have never met anyone who does that. Feel free to say so-and-so is the exception. Okay, leave them alone and focus on everyone else. (laughs) Um, But to me, when I read that, I think of those be above reproach. That's the goal. Mm. How do you do that? You hug Christ, like we said last week. This is why these episodes go so well together. Um, And you might have these verses, and I'm not going to go deep into them. Do do it, man. Um, Let's go. But in 1 Corinthians 5, 12 and 13, it says, what business of mine is it, and what right have I to judge outsiders? Mm. Is it not those inside the church upon whom you are to pass disciplinary judgment? God alone sits in judgment on those who are outside. Drive out that wicked one from among you, right? Um, and then in 1 Corinthians 14, it again, it says, you know, in, in verse 29, pay attention away and discern what is said. Right. So over and over in 1 Corinthians, it's a great mm. place to camp yes. when you're looking at what judgment means, what discernment means. But I think Christians spend a lot of time our home included, we've really been convicted by these verses as we've done study. We spend a lot of time judging the world. We spend a lot Mm -hmm. of time reacting and getting like hit counts and our metrics up by talking about how crazy, sick, depraved and wicked the world is being right now. Mm -hmm. Look at this so-and-so celebrity that don't know Christ and what they're doing. Look at the blood infused in these shoes. Look at the divorce happening over here. Look at the, they just flipped how they identified. This person just went, didn't pay their taxes and now they're broke, et cetera. We just, we're focused so much on what unbelievers are doing. And it straight up says here, Leave them for the, like, don't mess, bother. What else would you expect from one who doesn't have the Holy Spirit? They don't have the new heart you have access to. They don't have the spirit you have access to. What would you expect except chaos? Why would you waste your energy there? All you need to know, they're broken. They need the gospel. Mm. So you're supposed to go to them. It actually says, go amongst all the, the sinners, right, to share the gospel, but amongst your own, hold them accountable for that stuff, right? right? That's why it's important to take out the plank so that what? So that you can, there's another action step. Right. It's not just take out the plank in your own eye and then go on your merry way and enjoy that you have good vision. No, you go back to the one you notice the problem and now you can really see, now you're qualified to help them take it out because you took a plank out of your own. And that is the process in which we are called to be in from right. what we see over and over in the scriptures is, you're supposed to really guard the church, guard right. doctrine, and be in the in this discerning mm. spirit mm. or this discerning mindset when you're amongst believers yeah. so that you can protect the truth so it can continue to minister to people. Right. 
What a perfect segue in that. Yes. <laughs> it, always, it always hits a good because we, when we start sitting there talking about righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Not my righteousness, y'all, but it's his righteousness. Um, and, there, and, and, and righteous, righteous judgment has requirements. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like we're talking about, yeah. we're saying that there are things that have to be in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a self that's in place. Right. It's not I who is in place. I, I no, it's he mm-hmm. and his, I like what you're saying, how, how we have these, the, the Bible is full. Mm-hmm. And, and you said something earlier about like, you can't take, a, you can't add to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Can't take away either. Exactly. Whew. Amen. It's like it's, a, it's like the Bible is a complete package. Yeah. Um, and Matthew seven two, you know, where it sat there and said, "For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you." We can't forget something here, though, because this is very important. It's very important. First Peter one fifteen says it. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. See, holy refers to being set apart. Mm-hmm. We got to understand that we're separated. See, when we're in Christ, back to last, last week, I'll tell you, this is why we put them this way. Yes. We, we were like lining this up and I was like, we need to put quench first because yes. it's just like. I was like, I do it, not want judgment yeah, first. It goes, it goes so well with this because we, we have to be right to be here. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, we're, again, we're not perfect, but we have to be connected like, hey, Lord, recognize, repent, recover. I'm falling short here. Help me out here. I want to be sifted here. But we can't just stop there and wait for the healing, like the complete healing. Yeah. Because sometimes things take time. Right. But but he's given us a message. Mm-hmm. He's given us a way to look at the world and say, this ain't right. This ain't right. And say, OK, believers, friends, you know, those who who can who can mm-hmm. can, can, can also tie into the Holy Spirit. Right. We, we have to be awakened. Yeah. To some truths. Um, and we are to live as to be dedicated totally to God. We have to be de- living that way, to be totally dedicated to God. Separated totally. <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this, is a, this is not a hard word. Mm-hmm. Separated totally from the sin of this world. So what are we letting in? Right. You know, we are constantly being sifted, Michelle and I. We are constantly uh, under judgment mm-hmm. and correction. Mm-hmm. And, and having to discern things and having to look at things and say, okay, psh, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, that's cool. Yeah. And a lot of the things that we're starting to notice is we're being taken away from these, these things that, that seep into us. Mm-hmm. We could sit there and go crazy on that too and sit there and say, well, I got to give this up. But it, it's as conviction calls. Mm-hmm. You know, God will work at us in these convictions, mm-hmm. but we're being constantly sifted is what I want, you know, yeah. to, to be understood there. Yeah. And it, and when you say, cause I always want, like, it's so hard <laughs> when you say that we're constantly under judgment, we don't mean we're constantly under condemnation and a lack of grace right. from the Lord. We are under, we are submitted to what is right. And when we come across something that we now, like this verse now sticks out to us now we are under that verse. We are held accountable. We want to be held, like we want to submit to this and use that, like, and, and adopt that into our life. Yeah. And so it's not a judgment of us and where we're going, our right. eternal address. It is judgment of the circumstances. It's judgment of how we perceive. Often I've noticed it's perception that plays a huge Mm. role in whether or not it's unrighteous because 
I think when you crave things that are unrighteous, that's a hard issue. When you're exposed to something unrighteous, you can walk away undefiled by it, which comes to what comes proceeds out of the mouth is what defiles you, not what goes in it. In the sense of you can encounter something that you feel like you don't really have an interest in. You don't crave it. You don't value it so highly and esteem it so highly because you know that it is not real. Like it's not, it's of the world. It's not of the Lord, right? In that way. And you can still encounter it, experience it, you know, um, be invited amongst it. And you're not going to walk away dirty for it. But when you love it, enjoy it, revel in it, look forward to it, crave it, sacrifice godly things to partake in it. Mm. That's showing the real issue here. That's why he calls us to be a part of apart from sin, but go out into the world constantly with the gospel. It doesn't make you dirty to be amongst people who don't have Christ. It makes you dirty to act like one. And that's a heart issue. And again, that comes back to just diving into a relationship with the Lord so he can renew us and show us lovingly. Right. Some, and when I say lovingly, I don't always mean sweetly, but lovingly transform us so that those old passions and desires get replaced right. and weeded out. And the other thought that I had briefly when you were talking about the judging, I think, again, perception how are you behaving when you do make a judgment call? Because that again, you might be right. And it says in the Bible, this thing is wrong that someone's partaking in. But if you associate judgment with a beat down, cruel words, punishment, um, that does not fit the circumstance, um, isolation without help to to be redeemed or any of those things, then I would challenge you to redefine what it is. Um, Maybe split it, have two definitions, worldly judgment versus righteous judgment, like separate all those experiences. Say that's, I don't want to be a part of that type of judgment, but instead be a a part of the type that sometimes there is discipline involved, but it's, it's something that is a sign of love. I need to know we, we make judgments all right. of the time. Like this person looks sick. Maybe they need some water. They look dehydrated. Maybe they right, need some right, water. Right. And in those kind of situations, no one's getting offended because no one's in love with being dehydrated. But people are in love with their sin. Right. That's why they're going to react different. And it can be very scary. You might be afraid that you're going to lose that person. Right. But here's the thing. That's why in the word, that's what always comes to mind mm. when it, the, the word about, um, you have to hate your mother, brother and everybody um, to come after me. It's not in the sense of like despising them with like sinful hatred, but in the sense of like, if you love being around them more than you love them and where they're going to spend eternity or like stopping them from driving into that ditch, then it's a selfishness because you enjoy their company too much. Um, But you can mourn for losing, but it's more important to care about, are they getting to heaven, number one, and then are they driving themselves unto destruction here on earth while they're here, right? Mm. Maybe they'll, like, help them build wealth in heaven. Encourage right. them right. to invest in eternity by, <laughs> by like loving them. And if they hate you for it, they hate you for it. But at least you were loving them in the ultimate eternal way. Mm. Wow, I liked it. 
You gave me a lot to think on. No, that's good. That's and, why. And I, like, and I like, she always comes in perfectly on that kind of stuff. Because when I look at the judge, I say, we're being judged. I like how you said that. The word God is in front of us. Mm-hmm. When this is all said and done, <clears throat> what we have in the Bible in front of us is going to be judged at the beam of seat. Right. Um, James 4, 17. <clears throat> there you go. Because, and so therefore, I kind of like the way I look at it. Now, I'm a little bit different, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of those ones, I'm like, I'm cool, whatever. I, you know, sometimes it's slapped to the face and I'm like, whatever. But uh, I like those slaps because it really changes who I am. Um, I've had people come up, man, Jonathan White, another shout out. I love mm-hmm. him. My brother, boy, he's so calm sometimes. And I, I know there's been, yeah, there's been a few times where he just sat there and he's like, uh, Shay. And I'm like, uh, my dang bad. It, dang it. <laughs> dang it. You're right. Uh, but you know what it did? It made me really sit there and, and put into a true evaluation of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And through that true evaluation and listening to what my brother had to say, um, it helped me to call on God with that and say, Hey Lord, I need help here. And he's done it. Mm-hmm. Like God comes in and does it. So we have to have these open hearts. Um, Here's the cool thing in, in, in our wrap up, right? Kind of this idea um, on this idea that we've been called to judge, you know, mm-hmm. we've also been called saints. Um, and it's important to understand that because when you start to read scripture again, Revelations 14, 12 says, here's a call for the endurance of the saints. So I, I'm just trying to establish the, the mm-hmm. calling, right? Those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Uh, that's important. Because then you turn around in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 3, it says, or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? Fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, how much more than matters pertaining to this life? We've been called, to, we've been called y'all, to judge. We got to be cautious in how we go about doing this. Um, we have to be very tied to the Holy Spirit when we're doing this. I, I know that what's happened throughout history has brought us to a point where we're like, don't judge. God, God'll, God's the judge. But if, we're, if we are being reflections of his word and we are bringing in discernment into our spaces. Sometimes we have to speak up. Mm -hmm. Um, What I start to see when we don't is we start to look at objects instead of people. Yeah. Um, And then when we stop looking at people, no one's looking at people. No one's looking at me. Nobody's sitting there and checking me. Weights and balances. I mean, it's like checks and balances. You can't say nothing to people these days. Right. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying a lot of people, though. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you say something encouraging, and and and, and they and and, it, and they take it negative. Mm-hmm. I just want us to be able to focus on what's going on around us in our communities, in our societies, not so that we can run outside and start smacking people upside the head with the Bible, mm-hmm. but then we, that we can go out there and start smacking people to love. Right. Because to recognize in people and letting people recognize in us things where we're falling short Mm -hmm. is very important in our growth 
within the kingdom. Yeah. Saints, saints, we have been called. As this season of obedience is showing us a lot of things we've been yeah. called to do, but why? Because we love God. Yes. Yes, it's so important for us to reflect that because like we said on Takara's episode, I forget yeah. which one of us said it, but we were talking about he came for those who are sick and poor and in need, but yet everyone's sick, poor and in need spiritually when they don't have Christ. Mm. We're all poor. I used to say some people are so poor, all they have is money and people would be like, what are you talking about? They have money. I'm like, you don't get it. I didn't even have Jesus. I was like, you don't get it. You just don't get it. Um, and we're all sick because we uh, have the wrong heart. We have a heart that's going to fail us and he has a heart that right, won't. Right. And so how important is it to help people realize mm-hmm. as much, we talk about self-esteem, build people up, you know, all this power and rise up and all this stuff to get people to think they're fine as they are when in reality, if they don't have Christ, they're clearly not. Mm. And they need to know their brokenness and depravity, as cruel as that might sound up front, but it's a reality. They need to see that they are in need of a savior because mm. if they think they're fine, they won't go to him. Right. And so if you, if you really love people, it's not standing out there with them crazy evil signs saying you're going, you're going to burn in hell and all these hateful things because your hate's burning in your heart. It's reaching out without, without, putting your fear of rejection front and center and instead putting that aside and looking at the human being knowing Mm. where they're going to go if they don't understand and then lovingly giving them truth in whatever capacity the spirit leads you to do so but I think mm. that this has been an yeah. awesome coverage. I think that you did a great job bringing in grounding verses. I got one more. Do it. I got one more to, to wrap it. Yeah, to no, that's it. good. And we're, and we need to tie it in a bow. Because uh, Zachariah, and we're going to go back because I, I always look at the Bible as complete. There's no Old Testament way. No new. I mean, it's like, okay, I get it. Right. But watch this. Zechariah 8.16 says, these are the things that you shall do. <laughs> Here's your challenge, y'all. Speak to tr- the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Mm. And I'll just let it digest there. Yeah. No, thank Love you it. for putting all that work together because I know we both did a lot of reflecting and prayer and reading and talking, but you did the spiritual headship work here and put all that together. So, of course, all of the show notes all these heavy verses. Thank you, Josiah. They're all going to be in the show notes <laughs> yeah, for y'all. Thanks, so you can really start there and read contextually around them because we did not have time to get into all of that. But trust, you'll get more understanding mm. by reading around the verse to, to get the whole flow. Um, it sounds a lot less contradictory when you do that. So um, just a reminder, you can get all of that at thepantrypodcast.com. And we would love for you to join us and co-labor with us. Yes. You can do that at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app.